So our gospel this morning is kind of a, a center point for us with the gospel of Mark. Up until this time, Jesus has been traveling, teaching, and preaching, and healing with his disciples in tow, and continually telling them what is, a, what is going to happen to him and why they need to believe and telling them what will, he's foreshadowing the future of, of his death and resurrection. And throughout that whole time, um, this time in the Gospel of Mark, the disciples haven't gotten it. They're rather thick-skulled, and they just over and over keep messing up over and over. They can't understand over and over. They just cause Jesus to hit his head and go, why, why, why? And so now, and we also know that the crowd has also been with Jesus, always like 10 steps back, it seems. The crowd is always nearby. And so today we have Jesus talking to his disciples, the first part of the gospel, and then there's this turn where Jesus actually invites the crowd in and says, come in and let me tell you about all this. Take up your cross, follow me. If you lose your life, you'll, and it will be saved if you believe in me. And so he's bringing this crowd in. He's calling more people into the fold. And so Jesus is expanding the group that is surrounding him. And so this is important because at this point, Jesus goes from just being private and with his disciples to all who are around him. And so he changes from being kind of one-focused into multi-focused because now he's making his shift to his journey towards the cross. He's making the shift towards Jerusalem and knowing what he has in store for himself, the steps that he's going to have to take. And so when he asks the disciples, who do they say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Well, they say all sorts of things. John the Baptist, Elijah, a prophet. And then Peter, well, he gets the A+, plus, right? He raises his hand and says the right answer. You're the Messiah. You're the Messiah. And we kind of think at this point, well, maybe Peter gets it. Maybe after everything Jesus has taught and told them, maybe he gets it. Well, not so fast, right? Peter always puts his foot in his mouth, always stumbles backwards while he takes a few steps forward. And so Jesus is at this point of going, who do you say that I am? He asks us this same question in the gospel, and I start to think about, okay, well, maybe we would be like the disciples as well and saying all sorts of different things. Because you know what? Jesus is different for every single one of us. Yes, we would all say the A-plus answer. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is our Lord and Savior. But what else is Jesus to us? Is he friend, confidant, fellow traveler? All of those things about Jesus in our relationship with him come to us at different times in our life. I think about us as children, and especially through the eyes of my own son, I see him learning about Jesus now, and he has a, a song or a, or a game or something they do at his daycare where they pat the Bible. 
and he's, we picked up a Bible at, at, school, at home the other day, and he began patting the Bible. That's how his relationship with Jesus is starting. And just as he will grow and as we have grown, Jesus has entered in and out of our lives when we are most vulnerable and in those most joyous of times when we have struggled to understand why God has happened to have this life of ours be the way it is and when we can't think of any place else other than church to be to pray and praise in God's name. Jesus enters into our life from the very beginning until the very end. And what we call him throughout this whole life, this whole journey, changes. And so when he asks, who do you say that I am? That's a big question. It's a big question. And he goes on to tell the crowd about this life that they will receive if they, if they follow him. And the life that they receive is not a life that can be bought. We all know that we put a lot of stock in our treasure, in our things, the stuff that surrounds us and maybe defines who we are. But you know, just as I know, that that stuff really doesn't matter. We see every time there is a natural disaster, and we just saw it with the hurricane this week, that people lose everything and it's devastating and it's sad but the thing that they say in the end is I have my life and my loved ones with me and that's all that matters it's that life that they've been given that life that feeds them nourishes them and supports them and Jesus is offering that life to that crowd those disciples and to us. Life has its moments, and the relationships in which we are in help define that. Past week or so, I was listening to the radio and to an interview on Fresh Air, and Terry Gross was interviewing a long-haul trucker, a guy who drives those big 18-wheelers from one end of the country to the other. And he was telling all the stories of the things that he had had in his truck, from people's personal belongings of just moving their house to some fancy Chinese headstones or something. Cost millions and millions of dollars. And one of the things she asked was, well, what do you see when you're driving? What do you see? Because you can see in everybody's car, right? Of course, he's up high, we're down low, and we kind of think that those windows, even though they might be slightly tinted, that no one can see inside. And he said, well, of course I see people eating, I see people on their phone, texting, I see moms and dads disciplining their children in the back seat, they see that, he, see, he saw that a lot. But what he saw most were the relationships between the driver and the passenger. And sometimes those relationships were in conflict or tension. And he couldn't hear a single thing. But he could see with their body language and how they were reacting to one another, how they were living that life together. 
And yes, there were some times where it was in conflict and tension, and then there were those sweet moments where there was times where they were holding hands or being romantic, perhaps. But the relationship of one to another. Jesus calls us into relationship in this life. We can't buy it. We can't do anything but receive it from God to then give it sacrificially over and over and over. That's why he tells his disciples in this crowd that he is going to be rejected by so many people. And then he's going to lose his life in three days, rise again, so that we can have this life that is full and rich and sustained by him. So who do you say that I am? That is Jesus' question to us today. What is your answer? How are you going to answer Jesus? How are you going to take up your cross and live your life for Jesus? How are you going to show that the life that has been given to you, sacrificially, full of love, is going to be given to someone else? Because that's what this is about, that we keep passing this on giving life and love to others just as it has been given to us. Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? May he hear our answer and know that it is with love and joy and light that we give it to him. Amen. Amen.